And all those things, they formed me. Right. And what I've seen is, if we're not careful, we got guys who are highly gifted and very educated, which are great things, and they have very little experience. Mm, wow. I think a telling question for us, and I think something wow. we need to be honest about, is asking this question to people, guys that are wanting to plant a church, is, is there someone in your life right now or that you can give an example of, a lost not a non-believing person that you have a deep, meaningful relationship with that you are actively pursuing to make a disciple of them. Family, multiplication, restoration. I'm Dahadi Lewis. Join me, Noah Odom and Hayden Radner, as we come to you from Atlanta, St. Louis, and Las Vegas, as we seek to add value to your church planning journey. We'll have real-time, authentic conversations that are relevant to the life of the church planner and pastor. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. My name is Noah Oldham, lead pastor of August Gate in St. Louis, joined, as always, by Hayden Ratner, senior pastor of Walk Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Dahadi is out today, but we have a very special guest all the way from Boston, the Boston area, yep. Aaron Cavan. Aaron, it's good to have you today, brother. Thanks, man. Great to be here. You yeah, thanks for having a, me. You got to say with an A, Baston. Baston. <laughs> <laughs> man, so we want to just begin. Uh, we are Send Network. We want our listeners to know who you are, what you're doing, and, and a little bit of how got you, God got you there. Yeah, so um, for me, uh, I planted Life Community Church in 2008. Uh, so I was 29 years old. My wife and I, we just had the two boys at the time. Uh, moved there. I was a youth pastor in Ohio prior to that and uh, set up shop in Quincy, which is just south of Boston. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's the fourth largest city in the Boston metro area. Nice. Uh, very transient, very connected to the community, a lot of commuters there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we moved there in 2007, planted in 2008. And uh, so this September will be 13 years wow. uh, since we uh, since we planted, which is, you know, God's been really good. So um, you know, it's been a journey over the last few years uh, for us to kind of discover who we are. Obviously, when you plant, you're kind of taking everybody else's model and plug and play and try to make that work. Mm. Um, but over time for us, probably about by year five, <clears throat> pardon, by uh, year five, we, uh, we were uh, to a point where we really felt like God was calling us to make a transition from we kind of perceived as a bit more attractional to a bit more missional. Okay. Um, so, you know, we had really kind of started out to the best of our ability, launch large, you know, try to do some marketing as much as we can, very little budget. Um, and uh, we didn't launch large. We launched uh, about 30 people. Mm. So mm-hmm. large was out the window. But what happened is that kind of just steadily grew over a few years. Those first few years, we were never more than 50 people. Wow. Uh, revolving door of 50 different people wow. uh, every, every Sunday. Um, and so I was working jobs on the side, just trying to keep my family above water and, and try to keep the church moving forward. Um, but by year five, we'd really, we definitely had hit some traction. You know, between year three and five, we'd grown to a couple hundred people. Uh, we started to really connect with our city. We were there long enough. We, you know, they felt we had longevity and we were connecting with our community. They didn't see us as kind of like the outsiders moving in anymore. We were mm-hmm. kind of this, this staple yeah. in our community, the way we'd served and loved them for the last five years. But as the church began to grow, one of the questions that we asked ourselves was, could, if, if, you know, it looked like at that time, things are going to start to take off. Mm-hmm. And the wow. question we kept asking ourselves was, if we grew to be a thousand people, which in New England would be a large church, Huge. right? I'd probably get interviewed, right? <laughs> right? Like yeah. they would probably be interested in knowing more about our story. That's why we got you on the podcast. Right, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. But if, if we grew to be a thousand people, but nobody in our church had to know their neighbor, 
is that something that I could give my life to? Wow. Jeez. And so we really made a hard shift there. I read a book, uh, Total Church, Tim Chester, Steve Timmis, nice. really talking about the difference between are we going to spend all of our time, energy, and creativity in trying to grow one large congregation, mm -hmm. or are we going to start smaller congregations? Yeah. And that changed the trajectory of our ministry, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's shaped who we are even to this day. And so we really made a shift where we said, let's not plant a church 50 minutes away or a campus on the North Shore of Boston. Let's, let's start a parish five minutes away. Let's see if we can put a parish, a, a local expression of life community in each of these uh, surrounding towns and communities around us. They're local, they're nimble, they're contextual, they can meet the needs of that community uh, and begin to live out the mission that God's called us to. Um, and so that's what we've been working toward yeah. as, as, a, as a church uh, in the Greater Boston area for over 10 years now. Wow. So we started our second parish uh, four years ago in Braintree, the next town over. We're starting our third parish in Weymouth. Uh, the next town over in uh, next Easter. And what's really cool is um, Amazing. We, we have our fourth planter, uh, which will be uh, our very first indigenous dude uh, that we led to Christ, discipled, and are sending out. Yes. So we're Amazing. at a tipping point where we're shifting from planting churches for New Englanders to planting churches with New Englanders. Wow. Um, so that's what we're really excited about is just to see that kind of perpetuate over and over and over and over again. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to even just talk through. A, a lot of people listening to this, including myself, I'm listening in right now, real time, are thinking about how to discover, how to develop, how to deploy yeah. from within. How to, to or, 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 or people coming in either way, yeah. but the goal would be from within to send out church planners. You're seeing some traction. You have, you're, you're not just talking theory right here. You're talking about real life. Yeah. Um, what are some of the, systems you're putting in place. I, I've, I've talked with you a little bit just outside of this moment about tracks or yeah. internships, things like that, maybe some handlebars that we could yeah. kind of peek into life community as to what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things we did is, you know, once we decided, hey, we're going to start smaller congregations, what we realized was we, we, we need church planters. Yeah, right. So right. we need we need yeah. guys, and it's not a, it's not a true campus. We're more on the multi-church side of things than multi-site. So, you know, mm -hmm. these are parishes that have their only pastor. They've got their own elders. They operate off their own budget. Yeah. Um, so, we really wanted to develop, you know, strong leaders. And so, our first first uh, shot out of the gate was how do we just identify a couple guys we think would be good church planners? Mm -hmm. Nice. And then we started the training with them, and. We got about a, a few months in and realized the training we were using wasn't super great. Uh, it, we really were kind of almost got the cart before the horse because what we realized was we were trying to find church planters. And really, you know, Paul, right, Paul, Paul writes to Titus says, hey, I'm leaving you behind to finish the work that I've started. Right. And, and that's going to require you to raise up elders in each of the towns and communities around you. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, wait a minute, let's focus on raising up really good elders. Mm -hmm. Let's get really good elders, and some of those elders will make really good church planters. Wow. Mm. So the second year we That's did good. it, we invited people in who could identify a calling to eldership. So if you feel like God's called you to eldership, you've been a member at good standing at our church for the last year, we want to invite you into this process to explore that. Mm -hmm. And so we built out this pastoral track. Uh, at the time, we called it an elder track. And, you know, we just went systematically, you know, went through Alexander Strauss's book, mm -hmm. Biblical Eldership, Bob Thune, uh, Gospel-Centered Eldership, as well as a bunch of other resources that we used. Yes. So it ended up being a really cool thing. And yet we felt like, ah, we're, we're still not getting people early enough. Yeah. And what we realized was we had guys in our church that, that had, they would never identify a call to eldership 
because you know these guys these are guys that had gotten saved maybe a year, two years, three years ago, and they're God was doing amazing things in their lives, but in their mind they could never do what what I do. Yeah. And so what we said was, hey, if you're, we, we changed it. So the third year we did it, we changed it again and said, this, this year we're going to do it as a pastoral track. Mm-hmm. If you're interested at all in pastoral ministry, and we even opened it up, we said, you don't even have to be a member. We, we went so far as to say, because what I know is if you go through this track, you're probably going to be a member right. by the yeah, end of right. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's also yeah. going to be a form of assimilation. But more, more importantly, it's like if you're interested in pastoral ministry, we feel it's a worthy investment of our time to spend a year developing you yeah. and teaching you what it looks like to do yeah. pastoral ministry. Um, and so we had uh, five guys go through that uh, two years ago, or I guess rather last year. And it was a really cool mix because I had a couple of residents who, you know, a couple of guys that are out of seminary that had moved here. One of those guys is going to take the lead on our plant in Weymouth. Uh, and then it was these other couple of guys that had gotten saved in our church. Wow. Right. Uh, you know, and mix. so that mix was phenomenal because what was cool was these guys had theological training, but these guys didn't know anything but mission. Yeah. And so for those guys to get together and see that kind of shape and That's form. Awesome. And X. Yeah, dude. So through that process, yeah. Derek Mozick uh, identified, man, I not only feel called to eldership, I feel called to church planting. Mm-hmm. And so this guy, I mean, he had a needle in his arm three years ago, eighth grade education. I mean, this guy, wow. but what God has done in his life is phenomenal. So here's what's really cool is Noah, who's going to be our planter in Weymouth, who has a seminary degree from New Orleans, he, they're in this track together. He's going to be planting in Weymouth. They connect, and Derek who's been saved for three years, decides to break his lease, buy a house in Weymouth to help Noah start this church. And so now the next two years of his growth plan in preparation for planting, he'll do that with Noah and just perpetuate. And so now now this year we've started, we got three more guys. And and so at some point what we had to decide was we had to slow down enough Mm. to just take the time to start to develop people. But now that I'm five years into it, now Mm. we're starting to see a pool of guys and I'm going, I'm never... By God's grace, if we continue this process, I'll never have to ask where my next planter is coming from. Come on, you got it. So that's that's what the goal is for us, and so it's been it's been such a journey for us. And so now what we now what we're saying is, all right, I think we need, could even go a little earlier, a little further back, which is, what if we created a track just around missional engagement? Mm-hmm. So before you jump to pastoral ministry, would you like to be more involved in missional engagement, the art of neighboring, yeah. gospeling your community, learning what it looks like to engage right. and make a disciple? Yeah. Yeah. And so that would be kind of the first process and then pastoral track. And by that time, you know, maybe they spend a year or so on a growth plan from us. Well, by the time those guys go to assessment, mm-hmm. man, Gosh, they're ready to go. Yeah. So the only thing next for them is a residency to say, to answer the question, how do I, what are my next steps to get this church yeah. off the ground? I'm sitting here taking notes because uh, yeah. it's really affirming because in our church, we developed a plan for ourselves too. We said, hey, we we want to answer that same question. Where's our next planter coming from? Yep. From within, we've got to develop this, but we're not going to overnight have planters. Correct. And so we yeah. said, right, we have we have three three parts of ours. We have the leader track. Yep. And this last year, we had um, over 40 men and women in that because we say covenant membership is the first level of leadership, yep. but then people who want to want to own another level, so our leader track, and then some qualified men who say are qualifying men, we say that want to be in our pastor track, Great. we'll go on to the next level, and then those who are like, I want to specialize in planting, and it's really cool is the guy on our team, our discipleship Great. pastor, who really carried the, the bulk of the load in building this out, learning from others and putting it together. By the time we finished it and we get halfway through the first year uh, with the with the, the pastor track, 
he goes, hey, guess what? God's calling me in the planter track. And mm, we're wow. sending him out this year Love to it. plant the church. And so yeah, really on. affirming, man. And just even the ideas of uh, of uh, that missional leader track early mm. on. But, but here's my question sure. for this. Boldness to do this. Because mm. I'm just going to speak, uh, and I have members of my church listening to the podcast they are going to hear this. Yeah. I, I, I am apprehensive in the confidence of getting somebody from brand new believer, maybe even a needle in their arm three years ago, yep. to, to these other tracks. Tell me the kind of boldness and the steps you had to take in your head, maybe even to get there. Yeah, I think, Great. you know, part of it is, uh, you know, if you go, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I think we need to train guys. They need to be prepared. They need to be competent. Uh, we need to do a good job assessing people. Yeah. Um, but I do think sometimes we can overcomplicate it mm. and overcourse correct. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes, man, it, we've all done this. You, you, you take a missions trip, and you're like, you, you meet this missionary, and he's like, I've planted 60 churches in like 15 years. <laughs> and you're like, how did you plant 60 churches? <laughs> and he's like, well, this guy's planting this and this. you know. And, and of course, some of those are micro churches. Some of those are house churches. Some of those yeah. are, you know. Um, but that's really like, for me, I feel like I don't want to limit how God can use an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I believe, you know, I, I didn't go to seminary. I didn't even graduate with my undergrad. I left college after my junior year. I got married. I took a youth pastor position and I never went back. Um, and, and so for me, mm. I, I, I don't devalue yeah. the education, sure. but I also don't use that as, a metric. Like you don't have to go to seminary to plant churches. You don't have to go to seminary to plant multiplying churches. You don't have to go to seminary to develop leaders, to make disciples. disciples. And at the end of the day, Mm. what we, what we're doing is we, we need to create an environment. Cause here's what I don't want. I don't want a guy like Derek Mm -hmm. to go, you know what, maybe I should go to seminary for four years. Yeah. That, sure. In my yeah, mind, that would be a complete yeah. like loss. It'd be sideways energy. I'm like, dude, you live in this context. You're already a missionary. Let us teach you theology. Let yeah, us right. help train you. Because yeah. by the way, that's what the church should be doing. Right. And and so even that's where he's at now. You know, the reason we don't plan with him now is because he needs a couple years to marinate, grow in his theology. And so we give we gave him and Noah very specific, uh, you know. Uh, um, resources to help develop him in his theology. He's going to be preaching his first sermon on Labor oh, Day weekend. So, so be impatient. I mean, if you think about it, you know, by the time he actually plants, he's probably going to be about eight years in the in the in the process. Yeah, right. and I don't know that everyone's going to take that long, but like, you know, the reality is is that like if you don't if you don't start somewhere, and I think that's just what I, I really want to encourage guys with is like you got to start early on, mm-hmm. and you just got to decide now that I'm willing to invest the next five to ten years because then. After that, yeah, it'll take, you know, by the time Derek's done, he's the first one out, first indigenous guy. He's out. Maybe he's six, seven, eight years in. But then the next guy's right behind him. That's right. And the next guy's right behind him. The next guy's right behind him. So now it starts to be a flywheel for us. And I think this is the thing, man. I mean, we all know this. As a church planning network, you know, we can keep trying to tap seminaries. We can keep trying to tap uh, other, other, you know, states and churches and, and communities. But the reality is, is that, you know, the guys, the things I've been challenging the guys in Boston. I mean, there's a few of us now. We've been there for a decade. Mm. Well, at what point, man, do you become like sure. a leading thinker, a leading contributor to this ecosystem, giving wow. back to the to the cooperative program, giving back to Annie? All those, I, I think it's great. But also like taking responsibility that we also don't, just like we don't need people to pay for all of our stuff all the time, we also don't need people to send us people to plant churches Whoa, with. Yeah. We need to be responsible for raising up people and planting more churches because... That's what's sustainable. It's good. 
See, I think sometimes we focus too much on replication, which I think replication is good, but replication is only good if, it, if it's paired with sustainability. And, and sustainability has everything to do with preparation. So we see guys, you know, what I don't want is to push the gas pedal so fast and we're just pumping guys through residency and, and, and training, go plant, go plant, go plant, and miss that what they really need sometimes is to slow down on the front end so that they can go fast on the back end. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. You know, and so, you know, for me, what I've seen so far That's since good. I've been in this role as Sin City Missionary in Boston, for me, man, I, I, I've seen guys now where I'm like, man, we've seen such a lot of success in Boston. We've seen so many churches planted, and it's been amazing. And we want to plant a ton more. Sure. Um, but but there's a part of me that goes, man. If we don't if we don't pit stop, I think you and I were talking about yep. this the other night, right? Yep. I, we're not saying stop. Mm -hmm. We're saying, dude, you're lapping people. Great, I love tires. it. If you don't get some tires, yeah. get to get a tune up. Stop just for for thirty seconds. I mean, think about how fast a pit stop is, right? Yeah. But if you don't stop and get right, mm. you know, get tightened up, fix what's kind of maybe loose or what needs to be love tightened that. or maintained, maintained, like. Dude, the wheels are coming off. Yeah. You're going to throw a rod. The car is going to explode. So what I'm trying to say is let's stop. And, and really for us, what I've seen is a real benefit in saying, what if these guys coming in, some of them, you know, we'll get guys that will come in and want to plant a church. They don't have a ton of experience. Right. You know, so I don't know, like, what your guys' experience was. When I was a youth pastor, I showed up at a church, and my pastor was like, this is where we keep the mop bucket. That's where the lawnmower is at. <laughs> These chairs get set up on Wednesday night. They get tore down on Sunday morning. Right. This is when you show up. This is, you know. But he also said, hey, I, I want, we got a funeral. I want you to preach this funeral. Here's a hospital visit. Yeah. Here's how you lead communion. Here's how you preach. Here's how you lead Sunday school department. So Here's good. how you. And all those things, they formed me. Right. And what I've seen is if we're not careful, we got guys who are highly gifted and very educated, which are great things. And they have very little experience. Mm, wow. I think a telling question for us, and I think something wow. we need to be honest about, is asking this question to people, guys that are wanting to plant a church, is, is there someone in your life right now or that you can give an example of, a lost, not a non-believing person that you have a deep, meaningful relationship with that you are actively pursuing to make a disciple of them? Hmm. If the answer is no, then what I can categorically tell you is your next step is not planting a church. Yeah, great. But... Yep. We do, but, but, we, but we can, there is a next step yeah. toward church planting. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so that's where I'm saying, man, if we could get this right on the front end, I think it will actually speed things up on the back end. Wow. Aaron, you know, when you're, when you're sharing that, it, it just reminded me of a quote from Dahadi, um, where he oftentimes says, we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. Come on. And what, what I'm, what I'm catching from that is the planters that, end up do doing the different tracks that they need to to plant. One day when they plant, they're going to say, okay, what what did I do? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Here, here's what I know. Here's what I've been through. I did it the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put the work in. <laughs> if guys are just being passed through so quick, that's right. what they're going to do in in right. their own mm. you know pathway. Right. And so mm. I, I love what you said. You're saying, hey, I'm thinking about down the road, good. Yeah. how this thing is going to affect my city. Yep. Good. Not just this, my, our church plants, but our church plants, church plants. they right. got to do it right, too. Yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah. I don't know if you guys— a fresh word there. If you guys have heard this, but I remember the last, you know, uh, 10 years, a lot of the guys that, that church uh, planted churches and were kind of the leaders on the stages everywhere, blowing and going— um, became like the celebrities at all the conferences. Sure. I, I found this period of time where I'd go and I'd listen to them speak. And they'd all say the same thing. 
don't do it like I did it. Mm. Wow. And, and a lot of those guys have crashed and burned or yeah. no longer around or yeah. have podcasts written about, you know, all that kind of stuff yeah. happening. Yeah. But what I hear you saying is we want to set up a system so a guy can say to the next guy, do it exactly like I did it. 100%. Do it exactly like this because yeah. we're going to reproduce something that's lasting and sustainable and healthy. And uh, it's not just about yeah. this next church planter. It's about the next 10 church planters. That's right. So good. Man, that's I love right. that. Aaron, man, yeah. I, we got to get you back on soon because yeah. you, you got something to say, <laughs> yeah, man. It's in funny. you. It's in you. I love that. Just hearing more of your story. But, um, man, I think this is helpful. I think cool. our listeners are going to really gain something from it. Um, I want to help guys get a hold of this stuff. Is, is this track stuff that you've got, is that something you're willing to share with other people? Yep. Anything we got, man, we give away. Half of it's stolen from other people, pieced together. We've done what works for us. And so yeah. any way we can be a blessing that way, we'll give it away. Best way to get a hold of you then? Uh, honestly, uh, you can email me, Aaron, at lifecommunitynow.org or acavin at uh, nam.net. Awesome. Man, I love yeah. that. Thank you for putting that out there for the world. Yeah. Noah, before we wrap this up, I got to throw a bit of a controversial question over here. Better do it. Pastor Aaron. <laughs> you know, hey, you're you're in Boston, kind of the New England flow. Yeah. Do you still show love to Brady? Come on. Dude, I'm 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 from Detroit. Yeah. I'm a Michigan guy. I've been a Brady fan since the beginning. Okay. okay. So I'm a New England Patriots fan. Yep. But I roll with TB12 to the end. TB12 to the end, Come no on. matter what jersey he's got. No matter. I got all three. Hey, he's I got put, a Michigan, I got a New England, and I got a Tampa Bay. He put his work in. He's, <laughs> he brought rings to the He city. doesn't owe New England anything else. He, does, yeah. he doesn't owe 20 years in six rings. You don't owe New England he's anything else. He's good in else, any street in New England. Right, that's right. <laughs> just like Tom Brady. Just like Tom Brady treating that city well. Hey, God's using you to treat that city well. Too well. Is, Praise God. Minister, Praise God. I appreciate he, you guys. He certainly hey, is. thanks for joining us for this episode of the We Are Send Network podcast. As always, if you want to know more about planting with the Send Network or just anything about what we're about, you can check us out at sendnetwork.com or you can text the phrase Send Network to 888 888- one, two, three. That's Send Network, 888-123. Until next time, we are Send Network. You have been listening to We Are Send Network, a resource of the North American Mission Board. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.